The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Kiss, I was made for loving you. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. A very good morning, show. Welcome to Croydon Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. Uh, I just had a bit of an incident outside, so if I'm a bit on edge, if I'm a bit, oh, if I'm a bit aggressive for the first few minutes... Well, I heard you come in sharing pleasantries with the staff. Oh, with the staff? I'm pleasant. I know. It was the man outside that I got a little bit grumpy with. What happened? Well, I was just locking up the car and I heard this guy coming towards me going, Excuse me, mate. Excuse me. And I thought, oh, God, it's too early for people like him. And unlike me, I was a little bit terse. Well, you started it then. I just said He's to him... Like, excuse me, he said. Oh, he was coming towards me with a handout. <laughs> and I said, look, you want money? Don't give me any story. Oh. I'm not interested. I haven't got time this morning to be messing about. And he went, oh, I've got to get to Brighton. I'm three pounds short of getting to Brighton to see my auntie. <laughs> well, I don't care. Enjoy the walk. I haven't got time for this. It's a lovely day. <laughs> oh, he really annoyed me because he clearly wasn't on his way to Brighton to see it. And auntie was looking for some beer money or drug money. And also, he knows that you're about to have three pounds because you're about to pay three pounds to park all exactly. day on a Sunday. Exactly. Anyway, I gave him a quid. He didn't. To get rid of him, he you wouldn't mug. go. He wouldn't go. And then he went, oh, I can see you got another one in your hand. <gasps> no way, mate. No and I stormed off. I'm grateful. Oh, oh, I was so annoyed. So if I'm a bit aggressive for the first few minutes, I haven't quite got that out of my system yet. You should have flattened him. I hope he's halfway to Brighton now. He better be. Oh, no, he's, he obviously isn't, because he didn't give enough money. He's not short. I hope he's in a gutter. <laughs> I hope he's bought some cheap vodka, and he's lying in a gutter. Anyway, all the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. Uh, community radio. <laughs> think the link in about 25 minutes. We reach out. Uh... I reckon think the link you'll struggle today, oh, so good. you're going to need help. New music at 10, uh, Lewis Barfoot and Taranaki. Brilliant song, that. Compendium, shall we do that later on? It'd be rude not to. Yeah. Uh, back to school is our pub quiz category today. Back to school. I thought we'd do quite well with that. Uh, also, when is art actually art? Oh, oh it's rather philosophical mm. this morning. Oh, and tortoise news. <laughs> it's all to come in the next two hours. Clash, rock the Casbah on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben show. Uh, I've got a headache this morning, Ben. Oh. I've got a splitting headache. I've even brought some uh, Panadol Extra just in case it gets a bit much. My head is banging. And I wouldn't mind if it was a hangover. What's happened? I think it's the game I was playing last night. I think it was so complicated, it's really blown my head. Now, I did warn you. You did warn me. We, we spoke before you went out for the evening yesterday. Yeah. You told me what you were doing, and I've said, I've heard of that, and I think it's really rather complicated. It's called The Settlers of Catan. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it is. It, it's not actually that complicated. I'm just not very good at them. I'm you're, just not very good at these sort of stupid. games. Well, it's all the, I, I spoke about this before when we played the Ming Dynasty board game. I'm just not very good at strategy games, right, uh. where you've got to build settlements and cities and roads and things. And I just never get my head around how these things work. And pretty much throughout the whole game, I, I did nothing. We played this game for about three and a half hours. 
That's too long. And I, I basically... I, I, the only frustrating thing about this game is to win, you have to get to 10 points, which doesn't seem much. And it can take you three and a half hours to get to 10. I would like it to be in the hundreds or the thousands so you actually feel like you're progressing quickly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you think, oh, we've played for an hour and I got two points. And they're the two points I started with. I've got nothing. You... So you didn't win? Uh, no, I, I, I don't know where I came, because once the winner was declared, we didn't count up what everyone else has got. I suspect I lost, though. I didn't do very well at all. And I've woken up this morning with the worst headache I think I've ever had. So can you, uh, I mean this sincerely, briefly explain the Settlers of Catan? Not really. No? It takes three and a half hours to explain, does it? It's basically, yeah, I mean... We're on air till 11. I've just explained it. You have to have settlement cities and, and you... That hasn't explained anything. You, you have armies and, oh, it's a great... I mean, it actually is a very good game. We had, it was a good game to play, but I find, because I'm a bit thick, uh, <laughs> I struggle. And the thing is, when they're reading... I mean, I, this, this game has got the biggest instruction manual I've ever seen. It's, it's actually called the Almanac. Oh, right. It is that sort of difficult. And when they're reading the rules out, I just blank. I just blank over. A bit like when you ask for directions, then don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. There's just nothing going in. Nothing going in at all. And and yet I find myself asking questions then. I haven't listened to what's just been said, but then I think, I better show I've been trying to listen. So I go, oh, so what happens there? And we haven't got to that bit yet, Trev. (laughs) Oh, right. So what were you just saying? You have to, and we have to go through it all again. I'm like a child. Why didn't you just play Tiddlywinks or something? Uh, well, I think that can get very competitive. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so if, if throughout the show I start popping pills, I mean, honestly, I've not had a headache like this. And I, I just woke up and thought, it must be the game. It's, it can't be dehydration because, uh, you know, three and a half hours sitting playing a game, you drink a lot of tea and coffee. Hmm. Uh, so. You didn't want anything stronger? I was driving, I, you know, I couldn't, I, and I don't think you can, you can't do that game under the influence. No. You, there's no way you could do that game following some booze. It's so complicated, you wouldn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> uh, and it gets quite nasty. I mean, that's the other thing. Because I'm playing it with, you know, some very good friends. And I don't like the idea of a board game becoming quite nasty, where you have to nick stuff from other people or stop them from doing things. You know, so when you throw a seven and the robber comes into play... <laughs> and, and you have to say, oh, that means I'm going to have to go and nick from one of the other people. And I always feel a bit bad about that. You know, it's a game. I know, but, you know, people take it personally. Or is that just me? I, take, just it, me. I take it personally <laughs> when someone pinches from me, especially when I'm doing so badly. You know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get the game going. I'm trying to work it out in my thick little skull. Oh. And, uh, and then suddenly I've got two... I'm literally on the verge of building a road. I've got, the, I've got the materials I need. I've earned those materials, or I've bought them. You know, I've got them. I'm going to build a road, and then someone nicks them from me. Can't build so a road. did you really end the game with the same amount of points you started with? Yes, I did. So if you'd done nothing... You know what they say about Donald Trump? Yeah. How he inherited all of his wealth from his dad? Yeah. And if he just put it in an account yeah. and never touched it, he'd actually be worth more than he is today. Really? Yeah. That, that was you playing the Settlers of Catan. If you, if you, did, if you weren't there, <laughs> if they had a cardboard cut out Trevor Smith, yeah. you'd have done as well yes. by the end of the game than I, if you'd been there in person. I mean, there was a point where I had more points, but then I lost them. Oh, was stolen or? When, yes, because I thought I'd, I'd amassed the biggest army. I thought I'd played well. I'd got the biggest army. That's two extra points. 
and then someone else gets a bigger army, takes those points from me. Now you see, I, I was don't... gutted. I was furious actually. <laughs> I, I didn't let on how angry I was, but I was fuming. <laughs> I don't know how this game works, but when you had the biggest army at the table, yeah, why could you have not sent that army to attack and then won? That's not how the game works. Okay, that's not. I mean, you're, I mean, don't just throw ideas out. Don't just throw <laughs> random. I, I mean. Yeah, oh, just attack. That's not but how the game works. What's the point in having a big army, then, if you can't send it to attack? It's points. Oh. That's all it's about, points. And you get to, once you play an army card, you get to rob somebody. Right. So, you know, it, I, had to pl- I had to play these army like cards. of Croydon. I had- <laughs> no, that's, that's the fireball of Catan. <laughs> I, had to, uh, I had to rob the people I, I like. I had to rob the people I loved. Uh, because I was desperate to get the biggest army because I'd lost out on all the other points. I thought, right, well, at least I can play a bit more tactically and get the points I need that way. You know, who knows? I could maybe start gaining points by having the army and nothing. That was stolen from me. So you're right. I started with two points. I ended with two points. Very good. I was absolutely distraught. Time well spent. Uh, No, not really. (laughs) Let's do little, Mr. Medicine. Uh, can I say, it's a bit like a doctor's waiting room in here this morning. I'm coughing, sneezing, mm. my headache. Making You've me, been sneezing. Making me very nervous. Nervous? Yeah, the nasty cough you have. Yeah, I, I need a bit of a good old hack, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm getting a bit of a cold. I think I'm going down with a cold. I I'm not looking for sympathy. You know, it would be polite, just saying. If you Just were a to, little bit of sympathy would have been nice. If you were to call me up and just say, look, Nothing. so you know, Ben... You might want to bring your mask. I'm not very well. But no, you don't ever do that. You just turn up, riddled with God knows what, spluttering all over me. Yeah. I'm sitting less than a foot away. I could touch you if I wanted to from Well, here. don't. And it's, it's far too close. Don't touch me without your rubber gloves. <laughs> and also, the last time I phoned you up and said, wear the mask, you came in wearing the most ridiculous <laughs> rubber thing. Or, or leather with a zip on it. I mm. can't remember what material it was. And it's some weird. Sort of hazmat suit. Well, I can do a show with you. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not contagious yet. Yeah, what do you mean yet? It, it becomes, How do you know, Doctor Smith? Well, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure that there's a there's a, a, a period of time where the illness and the germs are incubating within my body. You know, it's it's thriving within my bloodstream. Mm. Uh, it's it's looking at you and thinking, I'm not going there. <laughs> Not going anywhere near that. It wouldn't last long on me. <laughs> you just drink it all out. <laughs> just they, they'd be they'd be absolutely hammered. <laughs> so the cold the cold virus is just drunk off its. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I just want to say about Eliza Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I use this show as a little bit of a you know. Oh, you're not going to do it again, are you? What do you mean? She's not going to join the great list of women you're going to lech over on air. All I'm saying is, uh, I do like her and do you remember a couple of weeks ago uh i was talking about sandy tom i do and and i, I got was, an amazing result out of that one yeah well exactly i was slightly disappointed that she hadn't uh, responded to my tweets about her and then she did and then she did and the police got involved <laughs> it was all really embarrassing <laughs> and uh and i'm just wondering whether now that uh you know eliza Doolittle knows how i feel uh she might respond in a, in a similar vein i mean uh, neither of them want to meet me I mean, that's, that's the one downside. But they don't know when I'm hiding in their hedge. They don't know that, do they? Mm. They haven't got a clue when I'm stalking them. <laughs> I don't really do that. So you say. It's only really Katie and Mello I stalk. 
I wanted to uh, talk to you about my uh, dilemma leaving the house this morning. Oh, I like a good dilemma. Is it a moral dilemma or a practical dilemma? A practical dilemma. Excellent. Right. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll sit comfortably for this because I might need to use my brain. I'm doing a uh, fancy lunch this afternoon. Are you? Right. It doesn't sound... Well, it's not that fancy, but it's time consuming. And um, what are you making? Pulled pork. Pulled pork? Pulled pork baps with um, a bit of coleslaw. Now, uh, as you know, I've just discovered the, uh, the slow cooker pulled pork recipe. Well, herein lies the problem. Uh, you My haven't got a slow cooking. cooker. I don't, but I have an oven at 130 Well done. You've got, you got an oven? <laughs> Excellent. I have an oven at 130. Yeah. Um, but I know too well the people I live with. Let's put it that way. But your wife. And um, we don't live alone. And your father-in-law. Yes. Um, now, I've got a horrible feeling that I, I've put the oven on 130. <laughs> And it has to be on for eight hours. Eight hours? So it's in. My, my pork is in the oven now. It's been is in that since, a euphemism? <laughs> it's been in since 8.30. <laughs> uh, so at 4.30, it's pork time. <laughs> it's, all, it's a good time. That's what I tell the wife. 4.30, it- it's pork time. <laughs> so I, I'm terrified that someone... She pricks it with a fork. Says no, <laughs> it's not ready yet. Someone comes down and thinks, oh... Some fools put the oven on, and obviously it's a mistake because it's on so low. Let's turn that off. <laughs> Would they not consider looking in the oven to see if there was anything? Oh, of course not. not the Would p- there not be a smell emanating by the time they arrive at the kitchen area to think, oh, this, that smells like pulled pork? I have little faith in the people I live with. <laughs> <laughs> They're your family, then. They're the family you've married into. So the problem I had was I had to leave a, a note. I was going to ask, did you leave a note? Oh, I, I wanted to put a, a sticky note. Would yeah. you call them a... A post-it. A post-it, that's the one. I put a post-it on a the... A billy-doo. I, I thought put a post-it on the knob of the oven so they can't turn it off. They physically can't turn it off without seeing this note on the knob. They can't do it. Mm. But I thought, no, I can't find any post-it notes. So I scribbled on a sort of... Is that what your wife does at 4.30? <laughs> I scribbled on a piece of paper, oven in use. And then I thought, right, where am I going to put it? And then I thought, right, I can't put it, I can't sellotape it to the knob because I can't find any sellotape either. So, oh, so you didn't have a post-it? No, so couldn't find so, Oh, right, okay. So, Blue tack. In the end, I left it on top of the oven in, oh. a, ro- in a roasting tray. And I thought, that's not going to catch on fire because, one, it's such a low temperature. Two, it's on top of the oven, on top of a load of stuff. It's fine. And then I got outside and got to the car and I thought, no, I don't like that. I can't, no. I can't leave it on the oven. Don't leave paper on top of a... A heating implement. So that's what I thought. But then I, then I was left to leave it on the counter by the side oh, of the Oh, they're oven. not going to see it. It's going to be I turned thought, off by the time no, you No. Can't front, you send a text the to the family? The kitchen door will open and it will blow the piece of paper into the bin, knowing my luck, or, or, the, or the dog will jump up and destroy my note. And then my, I'm going to get back to Stone Cold Pork. That's, that's what's going to happen. Well, yeah, it could be worse, couldn't it? How? Well, you could end up with no pork. Well, no, I will have pork. They can't unless unless something goes terribly wrong. It ends up in the bin. Might the, the dog might open the oven door? Mm. Has the dog learned how to do that? One of the dogs. It's a long story. One of the dogs got a burnt backside on the um, on the oven once. <laughs> it was it was running away from an owl. It's a long running a, away from an owl. It's a long story. Yeah. Where do you live? <laughs> Hogwarts. Running away from an owl. We had an owl. 
this. Where did you have an owl? We had a, a tawny owl that accidentally <laughs> one day swooped into our um, clear conservatory uh, panels because it obviously couldn't see, um, slammed its head into the conservatory. <laughs> it startled the dog who ran backwards buttocks first into the hot <laughs> oven, screeched and then, ex- and then ran forward. And then, oh God, it was, it was like a palaver. That's honestly. incredible. Yeah. I'm lying. Why have you not told me this story before? An I owl. Have, yeah. How did the owl end up in the house? It just got confused. Yeah, we had to call the RSPCA because it had smacked its face into the conservatory window so hard it had knocked itself out. You know what I would have done? <laughs> what? Put Throw it, it in the oven with a pork? Put it in the oven, yeah. <laughs> Pulled owl. Doesn't take eight hours because it turns itself. <laughs> um, well, my, uh, my grandparents' dog, who, uh, when, when I was little, she learned how to open the uh, the oven door, and she would just help herself do anything if she was in the mood. And I was there one open the oven door. That's quite weighty for a dog to yeah. open. And she didn't care about the heat because I, I was there once. I was having dinner with my grandparents, and uh, uh, my grandma had uh, put in the oven a, a lovely rice pudding. Oh, and uh, we we were sitting. We'd had the first course, and she said, "I'll go and get the rice pudding." And at the time, I, I liked rice pudding. I was excited. Oh, rice pudding with a little bit of jam on it. Oh, I'm going to love this. She came back and she went, um, there's no rice pudding. <laughs> I don't actually know where the rice pudding is. Because she'd gone to the oven and it wasn't there. The oven door was slightly open. And Rosie, the dog, was down the end of the garden with the dish at the lot. Oh, with respect to Rosie. She, she was quite... An incredible. She's the dog that got drunk that time at Christmas. Yes, where she, I remember. She lapped up a pint. She also. Had, um, uh, we always used to go there on a Saturday, and my mum would have been into Croydon to Surrey Street Market, and she would uh, get all the veg for the week and stuff. And um, she she would come back to my grandparents' house, and as soon as she got there, Rosie would go down the bag any veg, carrots in particular, loved a carrot, and then she got hold of my mum's purse once and it money. Oh no. Uh, and this was in the days of pound notes. I think she had uh, one or two pound notes. I've got a friend whose uh, who's Labrador uh, jumped up on the table while they were out and ripped up 80 quid. That's a lot of money Four to 20-pound notes absolutely torn apart. Did they wait for them to re-emerge with a bit of sellotape <laughs> in the hope they could put it back together? No. My, uh, someone I used to work with had a cat. I don't know if you've seen the craze online at the moment of cats that are frightened of cucumbers. I have. Have we talked about that? Uh, we talked about it in a pub, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, but there, there's this thing on online at the moment. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of videos of cats being terrified by cucumbers. It seems to make them jump mm. for some reason. Although, if you look at a lot of the videos, the cat is generally head in food bowl, and someone puts a cucumber next to it. All of a sudden, I think that would make me jump. If I'm suddenly <laughs> eating, I look around. There's suddenly a cucumber that wasn't there a second ago. I think that would make me jump. Yeah, I agree. But the the uh, the idea is that. Cats aren't keen on cucumbers. But I've, I used to work with someone whose cat loved cucumbers. Really? Yeah, and uh, if the cat wouldn't come in at night, <laughs> I mean, they must have looked mad because uh, he used to stand at the door <laughs> shouting the cat's name with a cucumber in his hand, just waving it about. <laughs> and uh, the cat would come running. The cat loved cucumber. Wow. Wasn't scared of it at all. Of course, I've told you my story about uh, cucumbers, haven't I? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Maybe you have. When I was about uh, 10, it was one of the very first comic reliefs. And uh, we 
were allowed to do, you know, dress up for school, red nose and all that. And I thought I wanted to do something a little bit different for comic relief and maybe raise some money. And I raised probably about six pounds, which for a 10 year old then was a lot of money. I mean, now that's probably about 6,000 pounds, you know. And uh, I said to my mum, and she often says to me now, I don't really know what was going through your mind, Trev. But I said, I want to walk around with two cucumbers on bits of string all day. Why? And dragged them behind me, which is what I did. Representing? Like they were pet cucumbers. I was taking them out for a walk. Oh, representing insanity. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I turned up at school with these two cucumbers on string. And I was wearing the most extraordinary mix of clothing. There's a picture of me somewhere standing outside my parents' house. And years later, my mum sort of, you know, she got up, the, plucked up the courage to say, I don't really, people were looking at you. Hmm. But it was comic relief. I think people were probably looking at me as if I was a trailblazer. People weren't walking vegetables then. (laughs) And now you look at the organic range of vegetables, and that's the idea of organic vegetables, isn't it? You take it for a walk. Something like that. They live out. There's free range. They're free range cucumbers. Think the link. Uh, so think the link, Ben. Three songs to identify. There's a link between them. Could be the artist, title, lyric you hear. Could be absolutely anything. I think relatively tricky today. You might need uh, some proper help. Uh, here they are. There they are. Three songs there. Your face says it all. I can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, we are looking for the link between these three songs. Last one. What do you mean? What on earth is that? <laughs> it's a song. A very is it well, German? It's a very well known. Well, that might be a clue somewhere. Yeah, there might be a reason for it. Uh, anyway, we are looking for the link between those three. Uh, ben is clearly going to need help because his face. Well, I've never seen a face look so downtrodden. Well, if you can help, object. Please, please do. And bear in mind, I say this. This is my new thing. Every week, I, I beg pathetically. Uh, if you, you might not know the link. But if you know the artist or the title of the first tune, the middle tune, the third one, let me know because together we can work it out. Last week I burst into song and yeah, started singing. Don't the, need to do it again. The Beatles, we can work it out. I won't do that again, I promise. But if you know any of the elements, let me know. Together we'll work it out. It's at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a private message via the shoutbox, CroydonRadio.com. That's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything, by the way. But right now we're looking for the link between these three songs. Circle Waves t-shirt weather on Croydon Radio. Um, by the way, uh, if you're going to get help for the uh, the link, yeah, uh, I think it's going to come flooding in at just after ten. I've, I've got a feeling when we do the uh, the reminder at just after ten, it's all going to kick off. Well, why could could people not help me now? No, because I know that people. We'll be tuning in at 10 for our new music. Well, can't they tune in for the Lewis whole Barfoot, show? Lewis Taranaki. I mean, we're here for two hours. The yes. show doesn't start at 10. Don't it starts at 9. Stop having a go at our audience. Where are you? It, it's Sunday morning. It's a bank holiday weekend. The last thing they want to be doing is being up at 9 o'clock on a Sunday. In fact, why am I getting upset? If they're not listening now, they can't hear me complain. <laughs> no. In fact, all you're doing is having a go at those people who've bothered. I've been complaining up. all week. You've been in a bit of a, a moany mood this week. Do you want to talk about my pork again? <laughs> Okay. Nothing but problems if, this book. If, well, you need to see someone about that. 
I had Should to... Should I just stop the pork euphemisms? I had to... Well, you might not want to just yet, because I had to rub oh. my pork this morning. <laughs> Actually, I rubbed my pork yesterday and left it marinating Did for you? 24 hours. But I had to order my rub. A special you rub. You had to what? I had to order oh, the... rub. Yeah, oh yeah. I thought you said rub. I was thinking, what's, what's rub? <laughs> and uh, my friend... Oh, I, yeah, I've seen those websites where you can order a rub. My friend recommended me uh, Bad Billy's Butt Rub. So, oh, no, no, Bad Billy's no, Butt no, Rub? Sorry, it's that, not called Butt Rub, is it? It's called, I swear to God. I, I did get one element wrong. It's not Billy, it's Byron. It's Bad Byron's Butt Rub. Butt um, Rub? I Why swear, are you buying something called Butt Rub? I swear to goodness, I bought, I will show you, look, Amazon, I can get the app open. Right, here we go. You can read it for yourself. Your orders. <laughs> right, uh, the last six months. I've never seen that in Sainsbury's. I've never seen that anywhere. Are you sure this no, that's is... that's why I'm a specialist. Can you read what I bought there, please? You have bought Bad Byron's Butt Rub <laughs> Barbecue Seasoning. <laughs> there you go. So I bought Bad Byron's Butt Rub. Yeah. But the, what you can see there... If you get that wrong, that's probably quite... You know, it's probably got a bit of spice on it. If you get that wrong... They did get it wrong, but not dramatically. Well, have they actually sent you proper butt rub? <laughs> I, they, I wanted, as you can see there, the large 737-gram tub. Well, when, when you've got your issues, you need a big tub of butt rub. <laughs> they sent me a 128-gram tub. So I got like... Oh, that's no good, is it? A fraction of what I wanted. That's not going to touch the sides. So I phoned up and I said to them, look, it's about my butt rub. <laughs> you phoned up Amazon and I said, to, I yeah. need to speak to you about my butt rub. And um, what did they say? They said, um, just hang on there, sir. We'll put you through to management. Well, another slightly humiliating element of the phone call was, you know, they try and call you by your first name to sort of, you know, pal it up a little bit. Yeah. So you feel like you can't complain as much. Did they call you bad Ben's butt rub? <laughs> I put my name in years ago in Amazon as Benny for some reason that eludes me now. So I had this this... Oik, on the other end of the phone. Oik? Who kept calling me... Oh, oh well, listen, Benny. Let's it's talk, not really his fault let's if you called yourself Benny. Benny. It's oh, not really stop, his fault. Stop it. Did you not say, can you call me Benjamin, please? I'm not interested in, in <laughs> this frivolous nature of this relationship anymore. So we came to... A, I'm talking about something very sensitive. I'm talking about bad Byron's butt rub. <laughs> we came to an understanding... Mr. Harmer would be better. ...about my butt rub. You came to an understanding about your butt rub. Yeah. I'm going to stop saying butt rub. He said, um, you're going to have to send it back... Because um, that's the only way you can get a full refund, and then we can organise for you to have the right sized butt rub. Mm. So thank you very much. I said, but the one, the one problem that has is that um, I need it for this weekend because I'm doing a recipe. I'm having my. I need my. I need. <laughs> I need, I, need, I, I need the butt rub for the bank holiday. It's, it's a yeah. special time for me. So uh, he said, Whitson well, equals butt rub. He said, oh, I'll check, and they check the policy. <laughs> The policy, the butt rub policy. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to stop saying butt rub. <laughs> I can't help it now. It's like Tourette's. So it he, just seems in my mind it's funnier every time. He came back and he said, no, unfortunately, you will have to return the item to get a refund. And I said, so I, I'm stuffed then, am I? I said, I, I'm going this weekend without my butt rub because I need it for this weekend. I'm, I'm just stuffed. And he said, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. He, and you don't, want to, you don't want to be stuffed if you haven't got your butt rub. <laughs> Absolutely not. You, you need to have the butt rub to enable the stuffing. So I said, here's what should happen. I said, as an act of goodwill, you should let me keep this smaller butt rub that you've sent me and <laughs> yes. send me through my big butt rub with no questions asked. With no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. And he, he said, I'm sorry, Benny. I can't do that. He said, that's not happening, Benny. I'm sorry I can't help you. Um, but he said, what we can do is, he said, use your butt rub over the weekend. Use what you've got. Yeah. 
Fill your boots. And on Monday, we'll organise a refund. I said, but you realise I'll have opened it and used some. I can't. I can't send back the original unopened item. And surely the what was it hundred and whatever with the size of butt rub you've been sent one hundred twenty eight grams isn't going to be enough to cover the area of meat that you're looking to cover. Uh, no, it, it, I've used it. Um, it's got by. I've used about fifty percent of it. Oh, so it was large enough for you. It was large enough, but I wanted I wanted a big supply of bad Byron's butt rub to last me a long time. Oh. Um, so now we've organised that I will send. I, I can't just keep it like I wanted to as a goodwill gesture. I will send. I'll be sending back in the post a half used. So they'll tub. just throw out. Of course. Because you can't resell that, can you? Not really. So I'll be sending back a You certainly half, don't want to use second-hand butt rub. Half-used Bad Byron's butt rub. Wow, that's extraordinary. And this is with uh, Amazon? This, yes, it is. Who, who should wow. have just let me keep it, but have now insisted that they will refund me the full amount, despite the fact I've used half of this butt rub. Imagine if you did that on online shopping with sort of Sainsbury's or something, and you know when they turn up and they have a substitute? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Benny, because I'm sure you'd be Benny to Sainsbury's. Sorry, Benny, we um, we can't provide you with Bad Byron's uh, butt rub, but um, here's some germaloids instead. Now, do you remember on last week's show, Ben, I said that I was very excited because I had a new song to play from one of the bands we featured on We Love New Music. Yeah. That was it. Very Phoenix good. Calling, Rescue Me, it's their new song. And I think it is, to date, their best work. I think it's a stunning song. Uh, so I was, I, I was right to be excited about it. You were. Um, talking of exciting, the EU referendum is not that far away. Hmm. 23rd, isn't 23rd it? of June. And, uh, of course, the campaigns on either side are in full swing now. It just seems that whichever way... They do anything. It's just bad. Well, I, I'm absolutely clueless as to which way to go in it because they're both just full of rubbish. I mean, well, basically, scaremongering and yeah. just can't listen to it. Basically, whichever way it goes, it's going to be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That's ba- basically it. Uh, which is why I have absolutely no idea. So I thought, well, whilst they're starting to put out uh, uh, literature, advertising, uh, maybe I'll be more interested. Maybe it would make more sense to me. And and also, the debates have started. There was one on BBC this week, which I recorded. I thought, I'll watch that. I started watching it for about two minutes, and I couldn't bear it. Two minutes? It was about two minutes I, I lived with it, because this was one when uh, when young people were were there to debate things. And uh, I'm of an age now, Ben, where I don't enjoy listening to young people debate about politics. No? No. I think I'm of an age now where I look down on young people. <laughs> I think you don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to hear some posh kid from Oxfordshire talking about the EU referendum. He's 19, for God's sake. <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> so uh, he probably knows more than me, in fairness. <laughs> He's turned up for a debate. Anyway, um, there's been some posters out this week. The, um, uh, the Remain campaign has uh, got the working, earning, making, voting campaign to get people out voting. Uh, basically, by dropping a G, it's become very trendy. Mm. Working, uh, earning, macking, voting, that's what that <laughs> says to me. Uh, it's not gone very well. No? It's not gone very well. Basically, Is everyone... it because it's treating them like uh, scum? Well, yes, and, and I, as you know, have spent many years working in, in lines of advertising, and I know that advertising agencies are full of old farts. <laughs> who think they know how to talk to young people. 
And so they think, well, I know, if we drop the G off the end of certain words and then put a hashtag voting yeah. in there, that'll get them interested. I'm surprised they didn't go with working, earning, making, voting in it. Uh, I think they probably have done on the TV advert. There's probably in it somewhere there. Um, but, I mean, that is nothing compared with the um, the poster to try and get um, black and ethnic voters to take part. Now, I don't understand this at all. It's basically uh, a seesaw with an elderly Asian woman on one end and a sort of 1980s football racist <laughs> thug on the other end. Again, of the times. Yeah. Uh, just as a vote is a vote. Now, if you see that, I wouldn't understand that at all. I wouldn't get that. It makes no sense. It looks like a thug having a go at a woman on a seesaw. It looks like the seesaw's broken because he would be considerably heavier than she is. Oh, yeah, the fulcrum on that is, is faulty. There is no doubt about that. The, the, that seesaw, it's not even a proper seesaw. It's a, just an old metal tube. I mean, it's on some very dodgy estate by the look of it. Do you think that's what the advertising company were wanting you to think of when you looked at this incredibly emotive poster? You, mm. you wanted the words, broken fulcrum. <laughs> fulcrum. Fulcrum, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think that maybe that was it. Maybe that was a... It's, it's, a, it's almost a... What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a, an analogy of the European Union. A, a broken, broken seesaw. seesaw. <laughs> That's what it is. So it's saying you've got to get out there and vote whichever way because it's a broken seesaw right now but and you've got to be able to make a difference. People have been losing their mind about this poster. I've, I Unfortunately, <laughs> I drive for a living, so I listen to a lot of the radio and sometimes I don't know why I do it. I listen to LBC. Yeah, see, that's not a good idea. Uh, people have been... Believing, you know, all the, whatever they want, they they've been imagining all sorts of back, to, you know, subtext to this picture. All it says is a vote is a vote, I and mean, then you're left to make up your own mind and put in your own mental imagery. Yeah, but Ben, uh, when you see the man, the the the, the man in his uh, red Dr. Martin boots, uh, skin tight jeans, red braces, nobody's worn. I mean, this is a look that I grew up with in the 1980s. These were the sort of people you hated because they were terrifying. Why is he telling a poor old lady? He's like saying, he's not telling her anything. He's just pointing. He's pointing, but what he's saying, this is how I'm reading it, right? He's saying, look, basically, I hate you. Uh, you probably shouldn't be here, but vote anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's a rubbish poster. Whoever came up with that needs shooting. That poster, I swear, that poster will win awards. Win awards? It will win awards for the amount of people who have lost their mind arguing about what it means. <laughs> that that must... I mean, if all a poster is supposed to do is get you talking about the subject matter, it's done a great job. Well, I suppose that's true. But the, the thing is, Ben, I, uh, I just... Why do they think they're being cl so clever when, in fact, it's, it's a dreadful campaign? It's a dreadful poster. It's just bad in every way, shape or form. But that's not as bad... As something that I was sent this week. As you know, I do a lot of work in uh, the religious sector. Mm. And uh, there was a big religious uh, convention or, uh, I don't know what you call it, exhibition thing. Right? You should stress this is paid employment. You're not, do you're not there voluntarily. No, 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 they pay me. <laughs> they have uh, to pay you well. They pay me my 30 pieces of silver. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, someone said that there was a, a leaflet available at this exhibition. And I've just been given the, the headline of this. Um, it, it's quite full on. It's quite in your face. It says, Bible-believing Christians who support Britain's membership of the European Union are committing spiritual treason against Almighty God and his kingdom. Spiritual treason, Ben. If we stay in the EU, <laughs> it's spiritual treason. I'm sure God's is uh, very concerned with um, England's 
continued membership of the European Union. I don't think he gives a monkey's. <laughs> I really couldn't. I don't think he cares one way or the other. Um, what, what worries me more about that is that when it says Bible-believing Christians, that suggests that there are Christians who don't believe the Bible. What are they doing? Are they, they must be committing some sort of spiritual treason. Yeah, well, you don't even get a notice for them, do you? They don't even get a, a piece of paper for, yeah. those, for those non-Bible-believing Christians. Non-Bible-believing Christians, if we leave the EU, you are supporting spiritual treason. That's the way I'm looking at it, Ben. Why is spiritual treason? God knows. But actually, he does, <laughs> if you ask him. <laughs> Magnificent Time. New song from Travis on Croydon Radio. Travis, 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 Travis. You all right? Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to do a Scottish accent. I realised I couldn't. I did the first one, and it sort of came out of Birmingham. Okay. And then I thought, I'll try and cover that up by... Repeating by, the word Travis. But trying to hit the Scottish accent, and then after about the fifth time, I thought, it's not going to happen. No, I I'll, thought you were having a moment. Let's just pretend that never happened, because that was quite an embarrassing little moment. Um, I could, <laughs> do you want to hear something nice? Uh, does it involve butt rub? No, I, I am done with my... Well, I'm not done with my butt rub. It has to come out at 4.30. So oh, yeah, yeah. Eyes on the clock, people. <laughs> um, yes, now let's hear some nice news. Uh, a story... Well, I say it's a nice story. It's, initially, you'll think I'm a, uh, some sort of pervert for suggesting this is a nice story, but it was about an 87-year-old woman choking. Right. Uh, she was... Uh, oh, a, I love a happy story. <laughs> oh, an old lady choking to death. In oh, a Cincinnati uh, residential home. A where, sorry? A Cincinnati residential care home. Okay. There was an old lady who unfortunately started to uh, choke on a dinner. Mm. Was it uh, pulled pork? It could have been. Was she choking on butt rub? Uh, it, uh, I don't think it actually says in this story what oh, it was. No. Let's, let's assume it was. However, someone came to her rescue and she was given the Heimlich manoeuvre, this uh, <laughs> 87-year-old lady yeah and she is now fine well that's all good news that's a lovely story thank you ben thank you for sharing with us do you want to hear why it's such a great story well she survived surely that's enough for it I to mean, be that... a great story it's a wonderful story that an old lady was choking to death she was rescued by, an, by someone else it's a lovely story thank you ben we'll move on great she story. was rescued yes she was given the heimlich maneuver yeah by none other than 96 year old dr heimlich himself no he has apparently uh my he, he, I think he did it in like the. When did he do the? 1974. He, uh, he demonstrated this technique. I thought he was dead. I thought that was like a well old thing. The Heimlich maneuver. Wow. Well, it it, well, yes, it is. It goes back to the 70s. Well, that's not well old. I go back to the 70s. That's not well old. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was you know from the sort of 1940s, 50s, but or even earlier. What I thought was lovely about this was it, this article also goes on to say that he's uh, he's never had to use it before in a legit. He's demonstrated it. Hundreds of times, obviously, but yeah. he's never actually had to use it in a genuine, bona fide uh, choking case. Wow! And I thought at ninety six, that's what, a that he could remember it, and and b he had the physical strength to carry yeah. it out. That's didn't, incredible. He's quite the ninety six year old. Didn't do himself an injury, which was because there's a lot of thrusting going on with that manoeuvre, isn't it? I suppose there is. Yes, hmm. there is a lot of thrusting. I thought he must. He might. He couldn't believe his luck. <laughs> he probably put. He probably put something in her food. Didn't yeah, he? he's. Been, uh, she's a bit short sighted. Finally, she? my moment. <laughs> At last, I've waited forty years yeah. for this. He makes sure she gets as much gristle in as possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he's he's bribing the kitchen staff. You know, put put, put some bamboo shoots in or something. So uh, well done to ninety six wow. year old Doctor. Um, what's his name? Heimlich. It's oh, I was going to go for his first. Is it Henry Heimlich? 
Oh, I hope it is. I don't know. Dr. Henry Heimlich. Henry Heimlich. Well done, sir. Well, there you go. Uh, So he is now a bona fide hero. Yes, a bona fide Henry Heimlich hero. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder if there are other people that have invented stuff that have never got to to actually use that. I mean, the man that invented CPR, or the woman that invented CPR, I wonder whether they ever actually had to use it. Do you reckon they're lurking around old people's homes now? They're just waiting, <laughs> waiting for someone to go into cardiac arrest. <laughs> uh, or maybe someone that, um, not even a medical thing, like a scientific thing. I mean, like the guy that, uh, that came up with the idea that, you know, the Higgs boson. Mm. You know, he had to wait years to see that actually occur, didn't he? But he, did, he wasn't really involved. There can't be many people who've invented something that they have had to wait so long to have a genuine reason to use mm. properly. That's very true. Because if, if I'd been Dr. Henry Heimlich mm. in 1970, whatever, when he Four. came up with the idea, uh, I, would have, um, I would have choked someone on purpose <laughs> just to see if it worked. I mean, it's like having a... a so I've invented this, this wonderful bulletproof vest. Uh, I haven't tried it. You know, it's, it's all theory at this stage. Uh, That's I mean, a good example, actually. That must have taken some bottle. That, for the first person, he said, I've created the bulletproof vest. All right, prove it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there are stories. I'm, I may have made this up, but I think I read once a story uh, that somebody had made a bulletproof vest and was so confident that it was going to work and, and repel uh, a larger caliber of artillery mm. that he said, you can shoot me. I didn't kill him, but I think he got injured. And I'm, I may have made that up, but I am absolutely convinced that that's a true story. I'll look it up during new music. I want to run this by as well. Um, did Mythbusters ever do the Yellow Pages stopping a bullet? Because I'm convinced it would. Uh, I don't know if they did stopping a bullet. Uh, I don't know. Would the Yellow Pages stop a bullet? I mean, it'd be a heavy coat to wear a coat made of the Yellow Pages, but I'd try it. I think it would. I think, I think the, it would. The Yellow Pages, is, it's, it's a scientific anomaly. It's got to be two or three inches thick, isn't it, the Yellow Pages? Oh, more than that, isn't it? More than that. It's, it's, it's as big as a house, the Yellow Pages. <laughs> I don't, You're being silly now. <laughs> yeah, I am. Do you still get the Yellow Pages? Does I've no it, idea. I don't think they still print that. What a waste of paper. Because if I got it, it would go straight in the recycling. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I don't need a Yellow Pages no, now. No, we've got Google now. Yeah, we? the internet has... I still get the Thompson directory. That, that, that's a very uh, slim edition now. That goes straight in the recycling. Don't bother leaving it on my doorstep. Don't need it. Maybe that's what the Yellow Pages people think now these days. Oh, yeah. Let's see if Google stops a bullet, shall we? <laughs> I reckon Google could stop a bullet. Google going to save you, is it? What, what, a thin laptop against your chest? I reckon, no way. I reckon a laptop would stop, stop a bullet. No yeah, I mean, a, a cigarette lighter can stop a bullet. You know, people have been saved because they've got a cigarette lighter in their pocket. A laptop, imagine like a... I mean, you don't want, you don't want a MacBook Air, something right. like that, but you know, <laughs> you know, a MacBook... Your 1980s laptop. A, a MacBook Pro from about five years ago, I reckon that's got a good chance of stopping a twenty-two calibre. Right, we need the yellow pages, a laptop and a firing squad. All right, we'll do that after the show. We'll go out in the middle of Croydon. You'll find a firing squad in Croydon very easily. <laughs> Trev and Ben. We love new music. And every week at 10 o'clock, we'd like to introduce you to a new band of artists. This week, it's Lewis Barford, half Irish, half English. Lewis has a voice deeply ensconced in the roots of folk, drawing inspiration from her Irish roots, her father's finger-picking guitar, and three years singing with a Gaelic a cappella ensemble, uh, with whom she performed at Glastonbury, Lovebox, and the Union Chapel before going solo. Her debut EP, Catch Me, was released to a full house at St Pancras Old Church in January this year. And from that, here's Taranaki on We Love New Music. We love new music. Hi, guys. I'm Lewis Barford. And this song is Taranaki. It's one of the songs off my debut EP, Catch Me. You're listening to We Love New Music on The Trev and Ben Show. We meet face to face, 
Greed knows to knows. Welcome me to your place. Smiling as our union grows. Oh yeah, Taranaki. Oh yeah, Taranaki town. Oh yeah, Taranaki. Oh yeah, Taranaki town. Takes me back to 18. I began to live my dream. Soaring high to southern seas, the land of milk and honey. Oh yeah, Taranaki. Oh yeah, Taranaki town. Oh yeah, Taranaki. Oh yeah, Taranaki town. Very nice. Uh, Lewis Barfoot, Taranaki on We Love New Music. You can find out more about Lewis at lewisbarfoot.com or follow her on Twitter at Lewis Barfoot. And uh, she's doing a tour over the summer every Sunday, starting today in Strood and going all the way through to the 24th of July, uh, finishing up in Brighton. Uh, her nearest one to us is on the 10th of July at the Horniman Museum. Strood. Strood, Stroud. Stroud. You're just picking, nitpicking today. Strood. You had a problem with the way I said ensemble. Yeah, because you gave it all this ensemble. 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 If you're English. Gaelic a cappella ensemble. Stop it's, saying ensemble. It's, 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 well, Just say ensemble. Nothing wrong with ensemble. It's the proper if way you're of in saying France, it. No, nothing at all. It's like the way you don't like the way I say theatre. There's nothing That's, wrong oh. with that. Is there now another word I can't use? I mean, whenever I need to use the word theatre in your presence, I, I go into a blind panic, and now ensemble is suddenly out. If we were ever going to Stroud to watch a theatre production of an ensemble <laughs> cast, we'd be in real trouble, wouldn't we? Stroud, Strood. We're going to Strood to see the theatre ensemble cast. Ensemble. Ensemble. Yeah, well, I've, I know what I'm doing. I think, I think, I mean, I hope that Lewis is listening right now. I think she knows which, uh, which is the classy person in the, in the double act and which one is, the, uh, frankly, the scum. The scum. The scum nice. that I allow in every week. To, it sort of balances it out. We don't quite reach the gutter, but, you know. Oh, yeah, it's an ensemble. Yeah, we'll go to the theatre. <laughs> Listen. And we're going to go to Strood. I said ensemble. I didn't say ensemble. <laughs> oh, I know what you really wanted to say. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised you even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> You know, what's that? What's an ensemble? Oh, it's a group, in it? It's a little group of people. Listen, people, <laughs> go and seek out Lewis Barfoot. Yes. It's brilliant. Uh, if you want to get Whether it's an ensemble <laughs> or an ensemble. <laughs> Whether it's Strood or Stroud. Go and find a tour date. That's where they're going to be. Uh, so if you want to get your news on the show, get in touch with us. It's at Trevor Ben on Twitter. Or send us a message via CroydonRadio.com. And don't forget on Croydon Radio, you can upload uh, all your new music so that uh, all the other presenters on Croydon Radio can, uh, can see it. But, I mean, you know, nobody's going to give you the, the build-up. No one's going to talk about ensemblers. Uh, they're not going to do that. You know, you're not going to find uh, no. the, the way in which we will present your art 
to the world. Uh, still to come on the show, we've got the compendium in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Also, the pub quiz later on today's category is back to school. Uh, also, more tortoise news. Oh, good. Uh, and More, uh, like we've had previous tortoise news. Uh, well, yeah, the tortoise comes up every now and again on the show. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, although this one not necessarily involving my tortoise. Oh. It's just tortoise news. Right. And, uh, and our occasional feature, All Hail to the Trump is on the way very soon as well. And we're, of course, playing Think the Link. We are looking for the link between these three songs. How you get on with that? Nope, uh, I haven't had any help yet. So, again, I'll ask people. I need some help. If you know, you don't even need to know the link. If you know the first song, the middle song, the artists, if you can give me any elements, Hmm. together we can work it out. Okay. Uh, next time we do think, can I have the Beatles? We could work it out as bed music for my desperate plea. If you like. Can you organise that? Uh, if I remember. You won't. You know, I've got a brain like a sieve, as you know. So, you uh, I, mean, I mean, you said to me last week, I think on the Monday, you sent me a message. Didn't we say we were going to tweet something yesterday on the show? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> Catch Ben on Twitter or send us a message, coinradio.com, if you know the answer. Now, talking of art, Ben, um, I have spent many a time at an art gallery in my time when I, I was desperately trying to be cultured. Mm. You know, I would be invited to exhibitions and I'd go along. I did art at school. I used to have to go to, to visit galleries. and, uh, and I, But I did learn very early on the pretentious nature of an art gallery, Uh I was once at an art gallery when I was at school and um, I got very annoyed by the number of pretentious people that were in the gallery. And I'm standing looking at some picture we had to make notes about. And I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was bored. I didn't think much of this picture. Um, (laughs) You know, yes, Van Gogh, it's a lovely chair, but do you have to keep painting it? You know, oh, I love a weave chair. I've got I've got that picture up in my house, but I mean, I didn't realise he painted it so many times. I thought it was just a one-off. I thought sunflowers was his bag. Oh, flowers and chairs. <laughs> That's all he was interested. I mean, to be honest, if he chopped all of his ears off, it would have been better. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I said that. I don't know what that means. It wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have affected his painting at all. No, it would have. Made it, well, no, it would have. His balance would his have been all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The chair would have had wonky legs three legs <laughs> anyway uh droopy sunflowers <laughs> so i was uh i was uh at this art gallery and i'm with my mate and we're having to make notes and this woman's standing next to us and she's coming out with all this stuff about what she can see in this painting what she's getting from it and that's fine if people genuinely get that from art that's fine but don't make a big song and dance about it so i did enough and i just said very loudly to my mate went oh Oh my God, the brush strokes on that. The brush strokes are amazing. And this woman that had been very pretentious turned around and said, Oh, you've noticed, have you? I was making it all up. I was making the whole thing up. Anyway, so I love it when people make a mockery of art. Yes. And uh, a, a prankster this week uh, thought what he'd do in an art gallery is he'd just put his glasses on the floor by the wall and just wait and see what people did. And people started stopping, taking photographs, <laughs> trying to read things into what it was. <laughs> and, uh, and basically, people started to say what a brilliant piece of art it was. People were going mad for it. And then he just came along, picked him up, put him on his face, and walked out. 
Oh man, you feel humiliated, wouldn't you? I, I just think that I think that is more art than some of the modern art that uh, that I've encountered in my life. Wasn't there? So I don't remember who it was, but wasn't there some artist who basically just put a urinal into a uh, art exhibition and just said basically people will gawk over whatever you put in there? I think so. I think that was someone in the 1920s, wasn't it? I forget who that was. But I mean, I I, I think I've told you this before when I went to America a few years back. And uh, I went to a couple of the art galleries in New York, went to the Museum of Modern Art uh, in, in um, New York. And there was an artist there at the time called, uh, I think her name was Marina Abramovich. And she sort of became quite famous for just sitting in a chair. Hmm. And you could go and sit opposite her. And I don't know what you were supposed to do. And she, she was taking up most of the ground floor uh, with this area where she was just sitting. And that had annoyed me to start with. <laughs> So already, I'm because my it was my mate's idea to go that I was visiting in New York, right? So, so already I'm a bit. I just you know I don't mind looking at a nice, you know, a nice Monet or a Manet, something like that, you know, uh, a nice picture like that. But oh, I can't be dealing with this. And then we go up the stairs, we go floor, and then the top floor is devoted to this woman's art. She is nuts. That is not art. There was videos of her just screaming, really, just screaming. And uh, and then there was um, there was there was some naked people, and uh, and and there was a naked man lying on a bed of bones, and there were people walking around getting so excited. But and I had to. It was at that point I said to my mate, I cannot do this anymore. I've got to leave this floor because I'm getting so agitated. (laughs) by the fact that people are getting so into this. Now, that's fine, I suppose. I shouldn't judge other people because I'm such a pathetic, thick man that I can't get anything out of this art. (laughs) But I think after all these years, because I've got so many friends that like art, and I'd had so many arguments over the years about modern art in particular, and I tried my best to really like it. And I think after my experience in New York, I, I, I came out in the end. I said, I... Did you? I, I, I did. You came out? I came out. I said... I've been waiting to tell you this for a very long time. I cannot abide modern art. Oh, I see. It is not art. It is someone just putting a pile of bricks together. Again, when I was at school, we had to go to either the Tate or the National Gallery. And it was at the time where there was this, basically a pile of bricks was a bit of art. And I walked in the room that that was in. I didn't know. I thought it was shut for decorating. <laughs> and then someone said to me, oh, no, that's the famous pile of bricks. I was like, oh, don't tell me that. It's a- Art. A famous pile of it was. It was at the time. It was like this big deal. I didn't know until we we went there, and then my teacher told us all about it at the end. And I said, I cannot believe that you brought me here to show me this. Wouldn't an art exhibition be the worst place to have a, like a, some sort of medical episode? Imagine if you had a heart attack and you hit the. Well, floor. they think it was performance art, wouldn't people they? wandering over? Oh, I wonder what the artist is trying to tell us. Yeah. Call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You'd get some mustachioed manga. Oh, bravo, <laughs> bravo! That is wonderful. The Black Keys, Lonely Boy on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. I have to admit, I'm still on a high from last week. Yeah? Yeah. Three in a row. On Riddle Me This. I know, that was probably never to be seen again. I think it was almost a miracle. It was a late Christmas miracle. I think maybe the start... Well, a very late Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is May. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a May miracle. I think the stars had aligned for us last week. They did. I think they did. I think maybe what I'll start doing is, before we do the compendium every week, and obviously it's too late now, 
I'll uh, perhaps do some sort of little dance. Do you think it'll help? Why not? It's sort of paying homage to the quiz gods in the sky. Hmm. I do a little dance for them. I think they'll enjoy it. Okay, I won't stop you. <laughs> you don't seem very keen on this idea. No, uh, so long as I don't have to join in, that's fine. Uh, well, you're quite the mover, Ben. <laughs> I think he, the, the quiz gods will be very impressed with your moves. Okay. So m- maybe one week you do it, and the next week I'll do it. Yeah, you go first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a little dance now, if you like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you reckon? Brilliant. I thought so. Uh, so I will spin the drum of destiny, and it will at random pick one of five games in your compendium, and those games, Ben, are... Riddle me this, true or false, the Great Britain quiz, say it again, Sam, and who am I? Right, well, uh, following last week's huge success, I'm very excited, so I'm going to spin this with such gusto, Ben, you might want to hold on to it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Look at it go. Look at it go. One hell of a spin. That's power for you. Slowing. Oh, it's true or false. Ah. Now, I quite like this game, Mm. although I didn't win it last time. No, you had a rare fail. You normally win. I got six last time, and I think I have to get seven. That's right, you need seven out of ten. 70% pass rate. So I was so close. Mm -hmm. So close. So this time, I'll just do my little dance again to the gods. (laughs) Lovely. Look at that. Look at that. If only we had a webcam. I know, what a pity. I know. (laughs) Right. Uh, You ready for this then? Yeah, well, you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Here we go. Question number one. Harry Styles is a member of the band The Wanted. True or false? Ridiculous. Everyone knows where Harry Styles is. What? One Direction. Everyone knows that. I didn't realise he was such a big fan. I'm a massive... Didn't you notice when I was dancing that they were some of One Direction's finest moves I was copying? I those, yeah. Exactly, yes. Correct. He is in, of course, One Direction. And you surely you've seen the tattoo on my forehead. (laughs) Question number two. In mythology, the Hydra had 12 heads. True or false? Now you're stumped. Mm, The Hydra. If only the Hydra was in one direction. (laughs) Uh, Twelve heads, false. It is false. Uh, They, or it, or she, or whatever it was, had nine heads. Nine heads, there you go. Number three, Charles Conrad was the third man on the moon. True or false? Third man on the moon, Charles Conrad. I've never heard of him. Charles Conrad, it doesn't sound like an astronaut name, does it? Do you know what I mean? Charles, I thought it was some sort of Victorian thing. Yeah, I'm Charles Conrad. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will say false. It's true. Oh, damn it. Uh, so you're off to a good start, though. Two out of three so far. Okay. Question number four. The Porsche car company has an emblem of a prancing horse on a yellow shield. True or false? Mm. You see, I think you might be trying to get me on the colour of the shield. I think that's true, though. It is false. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Ferrari has an emblem of a prancing horse on a yellow shield, not Porsche. Oh, really? Yes. What does Porsche have? Uh, uh, um, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five. Andy Warhol stated that in the future, everybody would be famous for 30 minutes. Oh, nonsense. Nonsense. What do you mean? That's absolutely nonsense. 15 minutes. Everyone knows that. False. It is false. You are right. It was 15 minutes. Uh, that's three out of five you've got. Question number six. In mythology, Jupiter was the father of Romulus and Remus. I don't know. Um, let's say false. It is false. Um, Mars was the father oh. of Romulus and Remus. Was Jupiter the father of anyone? Moving on. Question number seven. <laughs> oh, you ain't got the answers when you ask, is Daytona it? Beach is in the US state of California. Daytona? Yes. Hmm. Daytona Beach... I don't know, is that Florida? I'm going to say false. 
it is Florida, so it is false. Well yes, done. come on, how many is that now? That's five out of seven so far. Okay, here we go. Question number eight. Faye Dunaway appeared in both of the 60s and 90s versions of the movie The Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, she probably did. I'd say true. It is true. Yeah, because they always give some old bird who was in an old film a cameo in a new one, don't they? That's rude. Question <laughs> number nine. In the human body, the gallbladder is attached to the liver. Uh, gallbladder, that sorts out your bile. False or true? Uh, I think that's true. It is true. Excellent. I think that's the seven. That is the seven. Come on. So uh, just to get eight now, um, and this is the best you can do is to get eight out of ten. Um, Vespa and Lambretta are famous manufacturers of... Pianos, true or false? <laughs> now they're scooters, aren't they? they are Everyone scooters. knows that. It's false. Well done, eight out of ten. Come on, I'm back on form. The dance works, Ben. <laughs> the dance works. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. You're the cutest thing I ever did see. Really. Steve Miliband, the Joker on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show. Uh, so I won the compendium again. It's going well. I do have one little bone to pick with you. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make a big deal about it because I did win. Go ahead. The compendium. But you know, there's that question about the uh, the company that has the horse on the yellow background. That's right. And I think I said uh, it was Porsche, and it turned out it was Ferrari. That's right. And I said to you, what does Porsche have in that case? Um, I think you'll you'll see that Porsche has a horse prancing horse on a yellow shield so i mean ferrari has as well i'm so i'm not so convinced that i shouldn't have got a point for that that background isn't solid yellow is it well on the on the bit where the horse is is solid yellow no but the background to the whole emblem oh to the whole okay if we're gonna do this then bring up the ferrari badge all right ferrari uh, on, this is great radio isn't it show me a picture (laughs) (laughs) solid yellow thank you all right oh i don't know though no it's got a bit of red on it uh it's just nonsense it was a way of doing me out an extra point i'm not happy listen i'm not happy i didn't write the questions okay i agree it's a contentious point if i were you I'd be throwing a real hissy fit right now. Exactly. I mean, I still won the game, so I'm not going to be that much of an idiot about it, but I'm not happy. Speaking of idiots, <laughs> it's the occasional feature, all hail to the Trump. And this week, of course, he has uh, all but uh, sealed yes. the nomination now. So it looks like it definitely will be a Clinton-Trump runoff. I wonder no. if Trump could do with some butt rub. Maybe he could. It might calm him down a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll let you know how I get on Because to be that angry and nasty, you must have something somewhere in your body causing you discomfort. He's got tension. He could do with a rub. <laughs> he could do with a rub. Um, now, this isn't from... The, to be fair to the man, <laughs> yeah. this is uh, something... This is quite, from quite an old interview I discovered this week. He hasn't made a complete boob of himself th- yet this yet. week that I've seen. <laughs> so this is... Uh, this is just to sort of, as he has now become the candidate, has he actually been named officially yet or is it still not quite official? I don't think he's quite, it, it's, it's basically him though. Well, I thought from now on I should do damage limitation and try and inform people of the man's views. This was uh, when he was asked about his wife, uh, his new wife at the time, uh, working and getting a job. This was his thoughts. You have said you don't want Marla to work. You actually said no. on, yeah, on the day of the wedding, actually. I, I think I'm probably mixed. I have days where I think it's great. Yeah. And then I have days where if I come home... And, you know, I don't want to sound too much like a chauvinist, but when I come home and dinner's not ready, I'll go through the roof. Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't want to sound too much of a chauvinist, but when dinner's not on the table and she's not naked on the bed, I'm not happy. I go through the roof. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a nice man. He is the potential leader of the free world. Yep. <laughs> I say free. It depends on whether you're a man or a woman or Mexican, but, you know, free can be very loose. friend of the show jace patrick big friend of the show he's across the pond and uh, i'm just wondering whether because over the last few months since we featured jason we love new music he's become a big friend of the show whether we can back him to run as an independent uh, for the presidency <laughs> got my vote i think he'd be good yeah i think he'd be good uh he um he actually tweeted this week uh that he was out and about i think with his dog shamers and uh came across uh i don't know if it's a turtle or a tortoise it looks like a tortoise but What's the difference? Of it. The way they swim, isn't it the difference? Well, a tortoise doesn't go in water, mate. You know, a tortoise doesn't go anywhere near water. Okay. You know, turtles got fins and flippers, not fins. So, was, so I was right. The difference was about the feet. Yeah, but I mean, you seem to suggest the way they swam. Didn't need to answer me like a builder, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even go in water, mate, do they? Hey? Unbelievable. Tortoises don't go in water, do they? Hey? Unbelievable. Mate. I mean, you, honestly. Uh, and uh, I think, I wonder if that was a wild tortoise. Or, or one that had, uh, you know, got out somewhere. Why are you asking me like I know the answer? Well, I, I, I worry, and I'm asking Jace for, for an update, please, whether this was a... Uh, I, I mean, I, as you know, I've got a tortoise myself, uh, and uh, I, I haven't considered having the tortoise microchipped, uh, but whether <laughs> you should, I don't know. I found my tortoise on its back this week. Oh. Went out in the garden. I hadn't seen him for a couple of days. Right, I've been putting the lettuce out for him, just Drunk throwing again. it out there. And I'm like, Where the hell is it now? Bear in mind, my garden at the moment is so overgrown; it's a bit like a jungle. It is unbelievable. My garden at the moment is horrible. I can't even look at it without feeling the shame <laughs> upon me. And, and every time my mum comes around, she just looks at the garden and just sort of goes, "Trevor, garden." You say garden, for, for the people that are imagining Trevor swamped by a mountain of garden work, your garden is about three foot by three foot. Yes, but it, it's not. It's a bit longer than that. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, not. it's covered in all... Do you know what it is, Ben? And I'll I tell you what it is. I've lost, I've lost interest in trying to keep my garden nice because I'm overrun by a certain weed, which I think is called Speedwell. And you can't get rid of it, no matter what you do. And it is everywhere. So it's, it's taken over the lawn. It's taken over every plant bed and it's i've just had enough of it and i i desperately want to get whatever chemical it takes to kill it because i can't have a nice garden while this stuff still exists okay and everyone says to me well you have to keep digging you get i've i've almost got to australia in the past i even dug up a former dead tortoise trying to get rid of this stuff <laughs> that's how deep i've dug anyway i'm sorry ben i touched you there i don't know why that's all right. It I'll was an you. accident. I, it was almost like a hit. It was almost like a, an unconscious thing. Where I, I just, wasn't going to mention oh, it. I just wanted to boom, just punch it. Anyway, um, I want to talk about tortoises because, as you know, I've, oh, I've just mentioned it, I've got a tortoise, and I, I care for tortoises. I think they're incredible creatures. You know, I mean, they live for such a long time. They, they must have such knowledge, and, and uh, they've seen so much. I mean, my tortoise, we don't know how old he is. You know, he might have lived through the Second World War, for all I know. Mm. I mean, imagine that if you're a tortoise. That must be in his memory somewhere. The memory of doodlebugs and things. You know, it must be quite a scary time to be a tortoise in a war. Because <laughs> he's not being taken down the air raid shelter, is he? No, but, I mean, if your tortoise does die in the war, then it's not the end of the world because just scoop it out. Helmet. 
Ah, perfect. Good plan. Well, I was watching one of these programs. You see, you know, like these programs like Bear Grylls and that sort of thing where people go out and survive. Uh, there's a new one on, I think it's Discovery Channel, a guy called, I think his name's Ed Stafford, and it's called Marooned. And he was on an island and uh, he got obsessed by trying to trap um, warthogs to, uh, to feed himself. And mm. basically that failed. He didn't catch Good. any. And, uh, no need for that. And, and then he, um, as a result of being so obsessed by uh, the need for bacon... He, he didn't remember to go fishing. So he hadn't eaten for about four days, right? And then he's walking along. He's only got one day left. He's only got one day left. I think you haven't eaten for four days. You might as well go home. You might as well forget it, yeah. right? He's walking along. He says, I'm going to leave for the, uh, the coast now because I'm going to make my way back. And then he's, he's walking along and suddenly there's a, there's a tortoise. And he goes, oh, look, it's a tortoise. And I'm thinking, oh, look at that. He says, oh, we'll eat well tonight. Cooks it. No. Cooks it. And he's eating it out the shell with its legs still there. Well, it is like a bowl. Yeah, but that's horrible. I don't want to see him eat the tortoise. No, I don't want to see him eat the tortoise. He's got one more day. Don't eat a tortoise. You're going home tomorrow. You can have a steak or anything. Don't eat a poor tortoise. Barbarian. He had to dig a hole and he actually, you know, cook it in its shell. I, uh, it made me think, I wonder what a tortoise tastes like. Did he? Did he at least kill it quickly? I didn't see him kill it. Oh. I suspect he cooked it alive. I don't know. Oh. I, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't see it. But it's, it's not nice, man. I wasn't happy about that. It's a bit like when people cook hedgehogs. <laughs> Similar style. You have, apparently, you have to cover them in clay before you start cooking them because then... Oh, that's tasty. Well, no, because then it, it, when, you, when it's cooked and ready and you pull the clay off, it takes all the spikes out and then you're just left with the meat. It's a delicacy in some parts of the world, Ben. Unfortunately, <sighs> we don't have any hedgehogs around us anymore. No. Well, I've eaten them all. <laughs> I love that. Violet Society and Nonsense. That was great. Really. Yeah, it's a great song, that. A bit of War of the Worlds at the end. Can't get any better than that. No. Very good. I, uh, I love strings in, in songs. And uh, I was in the pub on, uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, as you know, they've got the jukebox there. And it's a very odd jukebox. You get a very odd mix of music. And uh, I said, uh, I'm going to pick all the songs that have got strings in. Oh. And then I picked two, and I couldn't think of any others. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly sort of I, I, I asked a few people around and said, um, songs with strings in. And uh, the only ones I got were The Verve, a bit of Sweet Symphony. And uh, do you remember Madonna? Uh, well, I can't remember what the song's called, but it's a Pink Elephants and Lemonade. Do you remember that song? Not really. No, that's got strings in. What about um, Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, it, well, yeah, I didn't think of that one. A lot of... Uh, that's, in that, isn't yeah, it? but that's not. I'm talking like dramatic strings, not like fiddle. Not Common like, Eileen. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that's got strings in as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of being in the pub, uh, yes, I've got the iPad charged up because we're gonna have a little game in the pub, aren't we? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, we always go and have a bit of a game of the chase. Yeah, the chase, the ITV hit the chase, and we are, we are oh, incredible at it. Have you ever thought how we'd do if we actually appeared on the chase and the actual? I mean, we're all well and good winning our forty-two thousand in the pub, but have you ever thought how we'd do on the real show? I think I'd do all right. Yeah, I do. I think I do fine. Now, uh, the key, the thing that annoys me is that the interview process at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. People, we don't care who you are or where you're from or what yeah. your interests are, but we understand that it's pleasant. So at least let's let's be brief about it. I'll tell you what, let's do a, let's, this is how it should be done. Let's do it. 
Have I got to be uh, Bradley Walsh? If you can. Right. Uh, um, impression optional, of course. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to the chase! <laughs> Our first, it's nothing like him. Our first contestant is Ben. What do you do for a living, Ben? Driver. And what do you do to relax? Play pool and drink. If you won some money today, what would you do with it? Holiday, probably. Right, well, you might want to expand a little bit. So that's, that's it. That's how, that's, how much, that's how much the audience give a hoot about the I mean, there's, there's not even an audience, but uh, I mean, you know. Okay, yeah, so that's good. Let's get on with the game. Yeah, yeah. perfect, done. Excellent. What you don't want to be yes. is Pam. Right. I don't know if you saw the chases, but I know you're a big fan. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it this week. I've been, I've been busy. I've been working. There were complaints. There was a Twitter fury about this insufferable woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just play it. I'll let, it do it. I'll let her do the talking. What do you do for a living? I'm a cleaner. Okay. And what do you do to relax? I like to walk my dogs. I've got two lovely dogs called Shadow and Steel. Nice. Um, I also, when I get the time, I'm quite keen at uh, amateur dramatics. Oh, I like to okay, sing and I like to act. <laughs> perform. Oh, still talking. Um, okay. The other thing I like to do is pottery classes once a week. Oh, nice, yeah. And I've made an awful lot of um, flower pots because since I moved oh, house, God. I have a very small garden. Shut up. And I just made so many that my teacher had suggested I try something different. She's got so I made a diarrhea. jar which has Jean-Paul Gaultier effect figures on each oh, side. No one cares, love. On no one, one cares. The vest and the trousers. Vest and, and the trousers. And there's a female figure in uh, underwear and suspenders oh my God. on the other side. Uh, it looked quite nice, actually. I was going to give it away for Christmas, but I decided to keep it. Oh, good, oh, good for you. Oh. If you want some money today, what would you do with it? Well, having moved... Don't ask her another question. God. Um, <laughs> the kitchen's in a bit of a state, so I'd like to redecorate and also put some new worktops in and stuff. Oh, oh for the love of God, oh. shut up, Pat. Did she get through to the final? <laughs> I think she was eliminated. Good. There was a lot of outpouring of, uh, thank God the chaser eliminated that gas bag early. Oh, God. I, I, I must admit, I... Uh, no, I, I'm quite happy to have a conversation, but I mean, it's so much irrelevant. Who's, why are they not editing half of that out? <laughs> well, that's a good point. Now, you criticised me for being too brief, but you mm. see, I mean, that was sweet relief compared to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you know people that are a bit like that. I know people that frankly drive me insane because you can't have a brief conversation with them. You say to them... Uh, what what are we you know I mean if it's a friend of mine and we've arranged something for the weekend and they're a friend of mine I love them dearly but don't ask them questions hmm. right because I've asked her a question go oh we'll meet at the weekend and then rather than just say yes we'll meet at three o'clock be lovely what I get is um, oh yes um, we'll meet at uh, three because I've got to go out in the morning and then uh, my mum's got to go to church and I've got to go and pick her up none of that is relevant. <laughs> All I need to know is where we're meeting and what time. Time and place. I don't need any more than that. Drives me insane. So if I was the chaser in that episode, I think I would have just hung myself. <laughs> I think when they go, let's bring on the chaser, and Hegarty would have just been swinging. <laughs> driven me absolutely insane. I, I couldn't deal with that. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Dame. And it's the Bob Quiz. Uh, so it's the pub quiz. Today's contestant is Ben. Yeah. Ben, where are you from? Croydon. And uh, what do you do for a living? Driver. And uh, if you win the pub quiz today, what would you do with the spoils? Beer. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so it's the pub quiz today's category. Back to school. There are three questions. There's an easy question for one point. There's a medium question for two points. There's a hard question for three points. You can take part by being on the shout box right now. Uh, ben, you are, of course, the quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Anyone who's listened to the whole show can know it can only be one thing. Mm-hmm. Bad Benny's butt rub. 
<laughs> That's your best one yet. I'm letting you have that. Excellent. All right then, butt rub Ben, or whatever your name is. <laughs> Let's go with it. Easy question for one point. Adele, Jesse J, and Amy Winehouse all attended which Croydon school? How about that? A Croydon-centric school. Uh, and I think I know the answer. Because there's only one. There's only one they could have gone I to. I can't remember the blinking name of it. You can't remember the name of no. it? No. Croydon High. <laughs> Croydon High for girls. They all went there. Uh, question number two for two points. Oh, 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 I've remembered, I've remembered, I've remembered. Uh, Everyone calm down, I've remembered. You see that butt rub? <laughs> Helps your mind. Question number two for two points. Which American sitcom was set in Bayside High School? Ooh. Bay- oh, I think I know. So do I. I think I know. Ooh. This is exciting, because if you think you know as well... I do, but I might be wrong, actually. I'm not... Oh, hang on, I've written the wrong word there. That'll be void. I will... No, I've changed it, I've changed it. You better have. Yeah. Question number three for three points. Are you getting a bit officious in your role? Ever since you've become... I've got two right, and I can see the chance of winning, and I'm... (laughs) Take that butt rub and stick it where... Oh, yeah. Right, question number what three. What school did Billy Bunter attend? Oh, I have no idea. I don't even know who Billy Bunter is. Billy Bunter, he was like... Basically, if you were born before the war, you'd know Billy Bunter. I have no idea. Um, oh, good. I'm going to guess then. Billy Bunter was basically Boris Johnson. Oh, that's that's helped my guess then. That's good. <laughs> okay, question number one for one point was... Adele, Jesse J and Amy Winehouse all attended which Croydon school? I have said the Brit School. Yeah, the Brit School. Yes. Wasn't there another funny name for that? Like, with all initials and stuff? Yeah, not, not that I remember. No, okay. It may, may well. May well have done. Uh, the answer was the Brit School. Excellent. One point each. Question number two for two points. Which American sitcom was set in Bayside High School? Is it Saved by the Bell? That's what I've put. The answer is Saved by the Bell. Two-two. It's all on Billy Bunter, Benny Buttrub. <laughs> What school did Billy Bunter... I almost said something else there. Yes, careful. Billy, what school did Billy Bunter attend? I have said Oxford. <laughs> Just Oxford. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, I've put Eton. Greyfriars. Oh, so a go. draw. A draw. A score draw. Oh, well, I'll take that. So that's, uh, that's one point on the dividends. Billy Bragg, New England on Croydon Radio. Playing that for you, Ben. Tune. It's, it's a tune, that. And... Uh, after last week, you bringing in a tune, which was Justin Bieber. I was listening to that last night. Were you? Yep, loud. Were you? Mm-hmm. I, bet your neighbor, I bet your neighbours were delighted. They love me. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> yeah, I can imagine your area being a very Justin Bieber mm. uh, stronghold. And then I get a few beers into it and I get a bit emotional. And I, then get I break a bit out, emotional? Uh, then I break out the Adele and we, we all do hello and we have a big sing song. Oh, God. Your house must be... Full of joy on a Saturday night. Yeah. Adele. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. The whole gang. And butt rub. <laughs> that's, that's, to be honest, I couldn't think of a better night in. Think the link. Uh, so think the link, Ben. Uh, quite a tricky one today. Um, we were looking for the link between these three songs. So how did you get on with that? How how did you um how did the help come in? No, got no help. No help. Despite oh. my pleas. Oh, there we go. By the way, next week, don't forget Bed Music, The Beatles, we can work it out. Oh, yeah, Thank I'll you. Try and remember that. Um You won't. No, of course I won't. <laughs> that first song, was that like called like four three two one motorway or some sort yeah, of Yeah, yeah, two road. four six eight motorway. Motorway, that was the key right. part. Yeah, yeah. Um then the the German one was that craft work. Mm-hmm. Uh 
I don't know, what's a German road? The the Autobahn? Is that okay, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, Come on, you're, you're doing well. Roads. Road works. Big roads. Big roads. Did yeah. I really get it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Tom Robinson Band, 2468 Motorway, ACDC Highway to Hell. Oh, of course. Craftwork Autobahn. Was it actually called Autobahn? It was called Autobahn. I completely guessed that. There you go. You did it. You got it. Excellent stuff. Wow. I, d- I don't know whether to say congratulations or jamming. I'm going to be dancing to the pub now. <laughs> yeah, you won't be do- dancing to Adele. <laughs> uh, well done. You got the link. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm amazed. We're all amazed, <laughs> frankly. And that's about it from us. Uh, stand by. The Happy Sundays are on the way next. Uh, we're back with our midweek podcast uh, around Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, back again live uh, next Sunday. It is, of course, bank holiday. What's your plans for Bank Holiday Monday, Ben. Uh, are we doing the chase questions again? Oh uh, yeah, beer. <laughs> uh, my Bank Holiday Monday plan is to stay in bed for as much as possible. Beer and sleep. Good. Beer and sleep. <laughs> I think is a good Bank Holiday plan. Sounds good That's to me. It. Barbecue. Uh, barbecue. Butt rub, butt rub. Barbecue. Butt rub. Beer. <laughs> bed. That is my bank holiday. That's it sorted. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Till then, take it easy. Turn up. Bye. The Trev and Ben Show.